Welcome to the Notary Ninja Show with author, entrepreneur, business developer, and, well, ninja master, Mark Sias. We discuss side hustles, business opportunities, scams, leveling up, and so much more. Just don't argue with the name could cost you your You can reach Mark at All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Notary Ninja Show, the Notary Ninja Podcast. We have a very special guest today. It is Mr. Tiger Toledo. He is the three-time, that is right, three-time best-selling author of some of my personal favorite books, Rise of the Smart Notary. The title says all you need to know about this book. If you're a smart notary, you will get those books, all three of them. And uh, Tiger is uh, host of the podcast, Notary War Room, and Mr. Tiger Toledo owns U.S. Notary Agency. And he is the he's the hip hop sales master. What else? Am yeah. I missing anything, Tiger? You've got you've got the uh, Notary Cashflow Academy. Yes. And you've got a lot under that umbrella. You've got a lot of it looks like very high value stuff in there that um, can be game changers for people. So, Tiger, welcome to the Notary Ninja Show. Thank All you, right. thank you, thank you. I'm excited to be here, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's just start off with um, you know. You uh, you impressed me since day one. Um, awesome. Your ideas are outside of what I would call the conventional notary wisdom box. Um, and we've talked about this a little bit before. So, and, and I know you have the marketing background, so that's probably where this comes from. But so tell me a little bit about kind of getting into the notary industry yourself and then just almost taking a completely different view of it. Like this should be done this way, not this way. Yeah. So uh, when I first started, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Um, when I first started, um, you know how the old saying used to say, uh, you are the five people you hang around the most? Yes. So I was driving an 18-wheeler truck at the time, and uh, I hated that job. I mean, I hated that job with a passion, man. And, you know, I wind up watching a video and said, you know, ask your five people, you know, if you're in a terrible situation or a situation that you don't like, ask them how to get out of it. And if none of them give you a sol solid advice, you need to change your circle. So I called everybody. I called my brother. I called my wife. I called I called the people, five people I talked to the most. And uh, all of their advice was garbage, dude, just trash. It was like, well, just go get another job or just do that. And it was nothing what I was hoping for. So. I kept driving the truck, uh, wind up uh, bumping into a video by uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins, where he had a guy named Andre Hatchett on his uh, mm -hmm. on his uh, podcast. And he was talking about mobile notary. And I was like, man, that sounds pretty fun, you know. So I wind up leaving the trucking industry and I got into engineering. So I was doing uh, residential engineering for a clarion they do all of the radios inside of the ford vehicles and in a couple gotcha. other vehicles so <clears throat> i was in and out of the plant and here it, it, it was another terrible job right mm -hmm. that i dislike but i wind up launching the notary business now here's the here's the funny thing because i'm in marketing 
right? And it was funny that you said the marketing. This was my little trophy. It's crap. <laughs> I I land them a multi million dollar deal and I walk away with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> where's my percentage <laughs> but i still have it on my desk right right um so because of my marketing background i launched the marketing side of the notary business first and i started getting phone calls but i didn't have a commission <laughs> and it, <laughs> so i'm steadily passing these assignments sorry the notary isn't here i'm sorry um <laughs> all the notaries are out uh, there's no notaries available right now. It was just horrible. And I, I just saw all of this money just going through my hands. Mm. And I, so my introduction in the notary business was a little bit on the reverse side. I became an agency before I became a notary. So awesome. after, you know, about a month of frustration and just giving away assignments, I decided to go out there, look for some notaries myself, and then farm it out. And then four months later, I got my commission. And I like there was a eureka moment because it was like, well, I just created two sources of income. I have an agency side where I could have notaries run assignments for me. And then I have my my own commission where I could run the assignments myself. So it put me in a position where I did not have to learn all the documents that were floating in the United States, right? Like I didn't have to really take extensive training into loan signing. All I had to do was find somebody that did that extensive training did. in loan signing and send them out. So yeah, that that's my introductory uh, to the uh, notary business, man. It was fun and I love it's, it. It's so, uh, it's so simplistic and brilliant at the same time. It's um, it's freaking brilliant. <laughs> and, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But I like the attitude that it was like ready, fire, aim. You know, I'm gonna hit it, and then well, wait a minute, there's some pieces missing, but I can problem solve that. And yeah, I think that that's that's the heartbeat of an entrepreneur is be a problem solver. And like I always tell notaries, think like a notary entrepreneur. Don't think like a notary signing agent. Think like a notary entrepreneur. Problem solve. Um, and that will elevate your status so much, uh, in your day-to-day -day business and, and in your, you know, in your long-term growth. Indeed. Um, so what a fascinating story. So <laughs> to come in from that model now, um, from there, you obviously you, I mean, you built a pretty decent agency and mm -hmm. what, in, so what inspired the books? I love the book. I love rise of a smart notary, everything from the cover of it. To the title of it, I'm like, well, I just have to read these books. Yeah. So, um, what's funny is I was training notaries, right? Um, just for fun, just for shits and giggles. I was like, hey, I just want to see a couple of people. You know, I'm the type I cannot sit on information. Like some people, they could keep a tight lip. I'm not that tight lip dude. Like I gotta let it go. I'm like, yo, try this. It works. Or check out this app or check out this software. Is it like, it's amazing. So I was training a, a couple of notaries. Some of them were for free. The others were like for $5, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know what? I would, two things. I would like to get back at my old English teacher, Miss Man Caruso 
for failing me in third grade for English. I was like, I'll show you, bitch. But, um, you know, so that, that was that was the primary reason why I rolled out the, the book. And then the second reason was I got to get all of this knowledge out of I have to purge in order to bring in new information and new knowledge. So I just poured everything into uh, Rise of the Smart Notary, number one. And it, it was it took off like wildfire. I had no idea it would take off like that, to be honest with you. Um, it hit number one new release uh, the first week, and then it hit top, like number five of the top 100 uh, uh, bestsellers out there. I was like, like, people really want this. But here's what I discovered, Mark, was that I looked to see what my competition was. And amazingly, there's not a lot of notary books out there. Mm. Now, when you look at how ancient this industry is compared to the amount of books that are written in this like if you were to look into the stock market there's a million books on the stock market how to buy stocks how to invest in stocks how to roll over stock all kind of stuff but you look at a a business that was back in ancient egyptian times like it's it's like written in the pyramids they had notaries back in the pyramid days right you're telling me there's only like a handful of books on this? This is crazy. So the competition was like, n there was none. There were none. Right. So that that um, that helped out a lot as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, and they're great books. Um, and that's a good point. I, I think I found, and, and maybe you can elaborate on this too. I found like coming from other industries that are, the marketing is actually much more, competitive and intensive surprisingly to market notary services isn't that difficult um mm -hmm. i think like we've said this before the notaries seem like they're uninterested in that like not nothing to see here uh, so what are your thoughts on that as far as the marketing side of uh yeah the notary business so because we live in the 21st century right now there's so many different ways to market your your services and everybody is running towards the same way of marketing. Like, so you do have to have some type of imagination, some type of creativity to think outside the box and really make an impact on your customers and people that want to learn from you um, as a coach. So like a podcast like this, which is fantastic. So if you made, let's just say we started talking about power of attorney, um, Someone that is looking up power of attorney that Googles it, if your podcast is on YouTube, well, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. So somehow there's going to be some type of exposure there. Right. I don't have to run towards, you know, what everybody is doing. I can create a really good video over here and then make an offer at the tail end or give them something free and then get the lead. That's, and we were talking about this earlier. Um, people are not going after the two major things that will help their business grow, which is lead generation and then lead uh, conversion. So again, the podcast can reach a much wider audience than you going out and passing out flyers and brochures and you know talking to receptionists and going to nursing homes and, and title and escrow companies begging for business. 
Your podcast could be on Apple, <laughs> Spotify, mm -hmm. Audible, YouTube, your website, a blog. I could share it. Other people could share it. It's and that's just a podcast. Right. That's just right. a show. So that's yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great information. And it's syndicated, instantly syndicated information. Yes. And I think that I did a video a while back and surprisingly that one video has got me a lot of subscribers. And aside from you and I, like what you just said, I've never heard this repeated anywhere else. I've heard all that same, go get flyers, go to the nursing home, go cold call title companies. And I did a video. I said, well, why don't you just half these realtors all have a podcast? Why don't you just ask them to be a guest on their show? And boom, you've now just broadcasted yourself to all their ears out there with an email, one email. You think they wouldn't want a notary on the, especially in the community. I know there's a, a, a realtor in a, right here in my community who does a weekly podcast. So then yeah. on it, you know, uh, I heard you on, I heard you on his podcast and we wanted to, we wanted to, you know, we wanted to get with you about your document stuff. It's yeah, easy, free, takes a few minutes. Nobody is saying this stuff at all. <laughs> you know? Um, so getting back, like, so, so back to the, to, to the nursing home and, and that, um, man, I lost my train of thought. There was something I wanted to go. There was a road I wanted to go down there and, uh, I lost my train of thought with that, but basically something to that effect of leveraged, leveraged marketing versus uh, unleveraged marketing, you know, you, you as one person, oh yeah, I remember where I was going with this. Okay. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing to hear and how we started training people kind of the same as you people were coming to us and saying, you know, I see you guys everywhere. I hear about you everywhere. So can you teach us some of this? And we kind yes. of would teach some stuff, you know, and then kind of got to where I can't, you know, if you're, you're costing me money by trying to teach you. So I, I actually have to be compensated because I make more money doing what I do. Yes. And um, so that kind of hatched that whole idea of coming up with different things, but my favorite thing to hear, I love I love it when I hear this, is I just finished XYZ training, and I think we know who XYZ training is. Yeah. Now what do I do? <laughs> what did you pay them? You don't know what to do now after $800? Yes. Yes. What did and, they and tell you? you know funny? My student just, my student who I just signed up last week, that scenario just happened. <laughs> Un unreal, man. It's like, what did you get out of it? Well, <clears throat> I understand the documents really, really well. Congratulations. Congratulations. And I would go as far as to say, and again, give me your thoughts on this. I think that, and I fully believe in give good customer service, have mm -hmm. good marketing, but I fully believe that you can be great at marketing, kind of mediocre at the service, and you're going to do well. You could be excellent at the service and horrible at the marketing, and you're going to be working a part-time job. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, I don't, don't ask me to do a loan closing. I will mess it up from beginning to end. Just come legal size it's on an eight and a half by 11 like it's it's trash dude you you don't want me doing your your loan signing but i have 
some really, really good people that'll do it, you know, for me. So what you just said, I'm good in the marketing, so I'm good at getting the lead. Mm -hmm. You could be good at the operational stuff. That's fine. Knock yourself out. Um, but I have an advantage. I'm at the top of the food chain. Yes. I get the food first. And I hate to say it like this, but they get the scraps. They get what's what's left over. Mm-hmm. The lion eats first, and then the coyotes and the vultures eat after the lion is full. So understanding that the marketing side of things is, man, it's everything. All businesses from a one-man show to a Fortune 500 company, they all want customers, period. New customers, repeat customers, hot customers, cold customers, they don't care. They just want customers. Without without the leads, you can't get a customer. Without a customer, you can't have good customer service. So once do we understand that, hey, look, you cannot go, get around the customer side. You can go to the title and escrow company, which is good because they'll feed you uh, uh, assignments. But if they get pissed off with you, <laughs> goodbye, man. They don't mm-hmm. owe you an explanation. They're not going to send you a letter. They're not going to say it was great doing business with you. None of that. I've seen it happen so many times to my students. I, some of them is downright insulting. Like they, um, they have, I had a student, uh, he would just bend over backwards for this title company. Now, he did not know that this title company had a sister company in Atlanta who he was also working with. Well, they hired this new manager and somehow they got into a disagreement of like, you didn't sign the document. He's like, yes, I did sign the document. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. We're going to dock your pay. Why? Right. And she was like, you know what? We're just not going to work with you anymore. We're going to call our sister company and tell them not to work with you anymore. And just like that. Yeah, like, are you an employee or a business owner? It was it was trippy, man. And I was like, I don't want to be in that situation. No, that can put a dent in your business if that's such a large portion of your of your lead flow. Uh, I remember one of the companies that we worked with, uh, which they're probably not even in business anymore right now. I don't really care. Um, but I remember at one point we were doing this whole let me fix this thing real quick. At one point, we were doing this whole thing where we decided to, um, you know, we were doing a lot of work for this title company. And then out of the blue, they decided, well, we are going to start using this signing service for all of our work now. And so we'll tell them we like using you and you'll go through them. But so from here on out, I permanently had a cut in my, (laughs) a cut in my budget you know so and it was just it was just an arbitrary decision that uh, i had no control over you know yeah and so you know that fine like i don't even know if that i had anything from that company for so long now that i don't even know if they're um in business anymore and I, i don't really care because i got so much stuff coming from all other directions and i like getting uh 
and maybe I want you to talk about this. I like getting this, what I call these atypical contracts. These are contracts from small business owners that need your notary service for your notary service, not for loans or for market market or, or, or economy stuff. But, and so, for example, just this week, a small business reached out to us about doing I-9s. And he said, great. I said, listen, I got you covered nationwide. And he said, great. From now on, you're my one-stop shop. I need an I-9 for a remote employee. You're handling it. I said, yep, I'm handling it. I'll invoice you through Stripe when we do these and consider it done. So yes. uh, what is your experience with some of that stuff? I find it's, first of all, I say it's way more stable. This is stable money. Yeah. So it's a it's a business to business, right? Uh, yep. the situation. It's fantastic because that's where you can, you know, really count count on the cash flow. You know, if they're gonna be giving, you know, like I, I'll have like lawyers are real tricky, right? Because you know, that's what they do is negotiate and stuff like that. But I'm great at sales, so I, I'm giving them a run for their money. So what they'll do is like I have a law firm out in uh uh, Idaho. And he'll, he, I remember our first conversation, he was like, Hey, uh, we, we need to get this trust package done. Can you help out with that? And he was, and I gave him a price of, uh, I believe it was like two fifty or $300. And he, he used the exaggeration tactic on me. He was like $300. Whoa. Right. Like, he might also made a couple of sounds in the background, like he fell out the chair and shit. They're like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> I hope you had a pillow on the floor. So I was like, yeah, you're, you know, but I can help you out with a better rate if you're able to give us bulk assignments. And I, I that's when I went and told them that we have a nationwide outfit and we can accommodate all of these other and we worked together probably for the you know the last three years now. So yeah, I love I love those, but yeah. I never give them discounts on the first deal like that. No. They have to do some type of like there has to be some type of concession, some type of you know, you give me, I'll give you. You give me, I'll give you. So that's yeah, great, I love that, those deals. That's a great insight. You know, that it, it's sales is like these these tripwire offers. Or mm -hmm. these kind of introductory offers or, or volume discount. I, I love, I use the volume discount uh, tactic almost all the time. Well, listen, yeah. this is my fee right now, but if we're going to be doing business, we can come up with, we can come up with some flat fees on things, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then, bam, close the deal, man. So yeah. uh, now, so we talked about lead generation and uh, then we talked about the, the, the next part of it is, is closing the deal or the acquisition. Mm -hmm. And you, my friend, you have the 250k calling script, <laughs> yeah. which again, the 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 it looks to me like it is to keep that conversation flowing in one direction, which is towards pull out your credit card because yeah. we gotta we gotta close this deal. So tell me how you formulated this. Yeah, so um, I had at the time when I when I created the call script, I had about eight to nine. Google listings running at the same time, right? So I'm getting a, 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 a high volume of calls. Like one listing will bring you a good amount of calls. I had nine, right, in, in Illinois and Indiana. And in the beginning part of it, I was fumbling and bumbling over the phone calls. 
you know, some some conversations would take me to Pluto. The other ones would take me to Uranus, and it was it would just be very difficult to keep track of the conversation to the point where I closed the deal. Like, all right, that conversation was great. We laughed a lot, but did you get the money? And I'm like, no, I didn't get the money. I was like, there's something wrong there. So I started to uh, jot down and do some pattern recognition, right? What are the what are the things that they all ask about? Okay, and now what are the things that I all that I need from them consistently? The photo ID and the, you know, do you have a third party witness and stuff like that? Once I started narrowing it down, um, the phone calls got a lot smoother. I, I was able to take more of a personality uh, consultative approach to it where I can crack a couple of jokes and then bring it back, you know, and uh, and it gave me the ability to listen more attentively to their concerns and their problems for me to see if I possess the solution or maybe I can redirect them to, a you know, somebody that can help them out. So that call script got refined and it refined month after month after month after month to the point where it was just like, man, like the closing ratio is going to be really high. So here, here's the great thing about the call script. Once you master the call script, it becomes a game. It was like, how much money can I get per <laughs> assignment now? That's the game it turns into. So in the beginning, I used to do assignments for like $30, right? But then it was like, okay, I sure am getting a lot of affidavit calls. Supply and demand. <laughs> there's a there's a huge demand for affidavits. Not a big supply for uh, mobile notaries that are available to do these. Let me bump it up to $60. Let me see. Oh, wow. Somebody bought at $60. This is my new benchmark. <laughs> bump it up again. $90. Somebody bought an affidavit for $90. That's the new benchmark. And it just kept going up and up and up from there until I hit a ceiling where it was like, you know, because you'll eventually hit a ceiling in your market, in your respective market, where you're, you'll get that price that you're looking for, but your closing ratio will drop. So I would hit a, 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 a you know, a ceiling where it'd be like, okay, I can do an affidavit for $130, but my closing ratio is going to be 30% now. I'm okay with 30% because that means I don't have to run 10 appointments to make the same amount of money. I could just run three appointments and make the same the amount of money I would do right. running 10. So yeah, it becomes a numbers game and you start to really have fun with it. That is great. I love what you just said about the kind of you, if you take yourself out of it, like I've got to close this deal and look at it more like I'm consulting them mm -hmm. on what they need. I feel like they start looking at you differently, like rather than he's just trying to sell me a dollar amount, he actually is interested in what problem I'm trying to solve. And they start looking at you as more of like a partner on this operation than as the guy who's just taken, you know, is just quoting me a price. I'm just shopping for prices. Well, yeah. let's see what kind of problem you have and, and what the best fit for it is. Exactly. That is great. 
That is great stuff. I find, and I want to get your take on this too, I find that almost the higher dollar amount you charge for the customer or that they're willing to pay, the the, the easier they are to work with. <laughs> 100%. My, my cheap clients ain't shit, dude. They got they they don't have IDs. It's been printed printed on you know like construction paper. It's, it's horrible, dude. Like it's I'm 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 going to areas where I have to wear a bulletproof vest. It's fuck a cheap client, dude. I don't want them. I don't. I thought it was gonna be twenty dollars. Wrong company. Right. Right. <laughs> Look at UPS right. or something, dude. Like, I'm not that dude. We're not sending anybody. And besides, with me running an agency, there would be no profit margin on that. Right, right. There's no right? margin. So I, could, I couldn't, not, not that I didn't want to, but I couldn't do uh, notarizations for a low price because and, there would be. All right. So we were talking about... <laughs> We we're talking about the cheap customers and the margin. So let's let's pick right back up. Yeah. So um yeah, the, the cheap customers, man, they uh they have a lot of problems. Um because they they don't value what they're getting done. Um they don't see the, the importance of you know getting a certain document notarized. They have this uh preconceived notion of hey, a notary is just a person that has a stamp. They don't look at them as, hey, we make this plain document into a legal binding entity, right? So, but the the higher paying customers, they have a really, really strong understanding of, of that. Um, the deals that they're doing, their, their transactions is worth something, right? Mm -hmm. So they're, they're closing maybe a, a half a million dollar home or they're transferring, uh, you know, quarter of a million dollars in wealth, or they're they're continuing their pension uh, with a proof of life, or they're you know making sure that their property doesn't go into probate. There's something there. There's there's right. weight. <laughs> there's weight, and you know those are the people you want to deal with, man, because they're like, you tell me what to do, and heck, I'll make sure we get it done. Exactly. So they're very, they're very accepting. They, they're, they're respectful of your time. They're respectful of your service, um, and and they look at it as all right. This is a convenience, and not only that, it's a luxury convenience. What, think about it: you, when you're you're closing on a half a million dollar house, and your notary is going to come out to you and take care of that for you while you're still in your pajamas, you know. Um, playing Fortnite with your kids, like that's fantastic. My buddy just looked at his, uh, did an audit on his budget and realized that he spent over $3,000 on Uber Eats. Mm. McDonald's is right down the block from him, right? He could literally go to McDonald's because that's where most of his money went to, but he went, he can literally walk two blocks to go to McDonald's, but because he has his daughter, He's like, I don't have to get her dressed, put her in the car. I'll just pay Uber Eats to come over there. Convenience is 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 gem. It's and it, you're right, and I think it's a tactic worth putting if you're on the 
phone call with somebody, it's worth putting that exact thing into context for them that, listen, you there's Instacart, there's Uber mm -hmm. Eats. Uh, so understand that one, we are doing the service sometimes after hours and to you. So that's where the convenience comes in. And I just asked him, does that make sense? Is that what you, yes, that's absolutely what I need. Um, we're very fortunate here in Florida and this probably happens everywhere else too, that um, a lot of the conventional places to find a notary, while they might be cheap or um, even free, I would say, uh, well, it's insane. I mean, Wells Fargo's free, but if you like waiting an hour because it's, not one of the tellers that'll do it. It's one of the, it's one of the bank, uh, you know, one of the the the, the, the uh, account reps that deals mm. with it, and they're booked. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they offer free notary, but when they can fit you in between their appointments, so sit yeah. and wait, and then we'll get you. Uh, so, what's your time worth there? But so some of the conventional places we find they won't do things like those I nines. They won't do deed transfers. They won't do wills. They will not do any of that stuff. So you kind of have no choice but to use a, you know, a professional notary service outside of there. And and some people, we try to just explain that to them on the phone so that they can make the right decision right now. And sometimes yeah. they find it out on their own after they wasted a day away. And then they kind of have to circle back and go, all right, I guess we do need your service. Right. Uh, <laughs> So we try to address that up front, obviously, to cover that. But I think that's a good way to explain. I think for notary, if you're picking up the phone and they're asking about this, I think you should lead with that. That Listen, do you want it done right? Uh, do you want to not have to wait? And do you understand that concept of convenience of, of coming to you, to your home and making sure that it's done that way? And that's where the price, that's where people will pay the price. They absolutely will pay the price. Uh, just said the other day that we had a I nine hundred and ten dollars that we sold it for. Mm -hmm. It's a ten minute deal, you know. But she didn't. Yeah. She wasn't going anywhere, you know. To her, it's chicken feed, you know. Come out and and get my work form done for me. Yeah. So let me let's talk about some of your training. Uh, so you've got uh, obviously the the War Room, uh, which is your podcast, mm -hmm. and you've got the Cash Flow Academy, and you've got a series of different things under there and. All of them to me seem very, they seem very intriguing and they also seem very underutilized, um, yeah. meaning that notaries either don't even know these things are out there or they do and they're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the courses, um, that is the only thing that I have for notary as, uh, as an individual, right? Um because the ones that have a business, I direct them more into my coaching side of things, which is more of a higher ticket item. But uh, for those that want to learn on their own, they want to do a self-study on demand kind of thing. I have the course for them. Um, and it, I expose them to a lot of things that are not notaries because I, I let people know that I'm not a notary. I'm a businessman that just happened to be in the notary industry. Right. And there's a lot that goes on with building a sustainable business or thriving business model. Like I got shadow banned um, from Google, but 
the first year I was hurt, Mark. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I was I was in the fetal position, like, why me? Like I was hurt, man. And but you know, it was a blessing in disguise because I I took my own medicine and realized, like, hey, I still have a business. Like the company is still making money. It's just not making money through Google anymore. So I teach uh notaries how to create email marketing, how important that is. Um I teach them how to create events on Eventbrite uh, so they can e either get clients coming in to that want to learn more about maybe a power of attorney or something or trust, uh, or they can just teach uh, other notaries about that. So I'm opening up the industry to people that are, that want to learn. Uh, but for people that want more hands-on coaching, maybe they have like, you know, employees, maybe they have uh, a few notaries under their belt, like maybe five or 10 of them. Then we go into the private coaching side because then we're going into more of the landing pages like we were talking about earlier, um, uh, success trip wires, uh, all of those things where now you're making money while you sleep. And I tell you, it, it 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 feels wrong, but I know it's legal <laughs> because mm. it, it it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful to just wake up and you X amount of money gets deposited into your account. I'm addicted to it now. I am a full-blown heroin addict to passive income. Um, and I can't get enough of it. And I I wish I can get more and more notaries and business owners to understand like the the concept of busting your ass and working hard for every single dollar, those days are gone, man. Those days are so far gone. That That's Henry Ford industrial age type of thinking at this point. There, there, There's so many ways to make money in this industry. And then these are talents that you can transfer over to other businesses. Yes, it's 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 remarkable, man. I'm 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 glad to be in this space. Notaries are really, really cool people, professional people. Um, it's just unplugging them out of that matrix, that the Kool-Aid matrix, man, and helping them uh, see their true um, potential, writing a book, creating a channel, you know, YouTube channel, podcast. I try to expose them to all of that stuff. And wherever you are in your career, you know, I, I wouldn't say binge watch it like it's Netflix. Just select the videos that work best for you and then watch uh, what applies to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. That is so uh, that is so different than what is being taught and what is being heard and what is being said. Um, the, and and I, obviously we're on the same page that that skill set, that marketing branding skill set. When it goes with you, it doesn't matter if the platform changes. It doesn't matter if your industry changes because you can apply that to a to a whole new thing. Um, mm -hmm. And this is where when when we first started getting started in this, and I, again, I liked the notary. I liked the idea of not really a lot of overhead, not really a lot of inventory, good margin. If you can set the service right, if you can set the, the offers up right, there's a really good margin in there for you. Yes. Uh, and that got me thinking about well, what else operates like this, because 
once you learn to, once you got the skill set, once you got the marketing part of it, sky's the limit. You want to do this for something else? Go mm -hmm. for it. Um, or if this dries up, go for it. Now, if you only know, we'll say loans or trusts or whatever, and that's kind of all you've done and you've relied on getting kind of spoon fed by uh, these a few small businesses, well, you're in a real problem. You, you find yourself yes. in a real pickle. And uh, then it's a, and I, and I said this the other day, like the undercutting, like the ones that are, well, I'll do it for a little less. It's a one way trip to the bottom. man. <laughs> It's a one-way trip to the bottom where everybody loses, or you can just step outside of that whole sphere and go, it doesn't matter. Once you get this, this idea of marketing and, uh, and closing those marketing, like you said, landing page, learning landing pages, learning that the internet is the, all the leverage in the world. Yeah. The Henry Ford stuff, production line stuff, that's nonsense. Everything is leveraged now. Yeah. Everybody has leverage. Once you get, once you get to understand that, you don't have people say, well, what about saturation and what about competition? If you're worried about that, you're in the wrong headspace. You know, that's yes. Th those aren't your competition. Those are your tools. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, the mindset is really huge in this because <clears throat> like when, when you guys hear me and Mark talk about the Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid basically is like it's a certain type of mindset that you have uh, looking at this industry. You may look at this industry like, oh, it, it has to be this way. There's no way you can do it this way. And um, everybody else is wrong. Like I, you shut everybody else out. And this is not that type of game. Like they'll call, they'll, I, I had a lady the other day said to me, um, you know, I can charge $150, you know, for, real estate documents, $200 for real estate documents. But, you know, for general notary work, the state says that I can only charge this. So my question to her was, well, how come the state laws don't apply to the real estate stuff then? It's like, it's okay. You drank some of the Kool-Aid, mm -hmm. right? But why would the state laws only apply to general notary work, but it doesn't apply to your real estate? You, are you... Are you using some other type of stamp? Is there like some alien ink that you're using that that allows you to charge a hundred times more? Like, no, right? So you're picking and choosing where the state laws apply. And you're you're setting yourself up for failure. And then another thing, they're calling it general notary work, where you know you're really making you're cheapening the brand. By yes. itself, anyway, yes. right? Yes. So, think about anything that was called general, general dollar. Do you, you want to eat some general cereal? You know what I mean, like General Mills. How does your girlfriend look? She looks general. Like, come on, like nobody wants anything general. It it sounds weak, cheap, and and whack. So, you know, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. And every document, every document has its own title so how can you bunch everything up as general like that well, it doesn't make sense no, no totally you can't like even an i9 and i9 is a federal form that is the usic form right that is a federal form there's no notarization in it. 
nope. you are just acting as an authorized representative. And I don't know of any state that says what your fee can be to act as an authorized representative for a company. I imagine you can just set whatever you want it to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm not aware of it. I have some cheat sheets on states for when I get calls that I can quickly reference some things so that nobody gets in trouble. But from if you are operating from a concierge standpoint, you are this is a completely different service that you're offering. And uh, no other space is this particular Kool-Aid stronger, I think, than the than the remote online space where mm -hmm. they somehow everybody's got it fixed in their head that they can only charge $25 for a notarization. And if the platform's charging that and you're splitting a fee with them, yeah. then tough luck. Well, that hardly sounds like a transaction that's worth engaging in at all. But the, the ones that I look at, and the more I look at them, they are saying that that's what you charge for the Notary Act. And that's if there's a platform fee associated with it, that's over and above. If you were pre-tagging the documents for them, that's over and above. If you were yeah. emailing documents back and forth, clerical work, that's over and above. Um and it doesn't seem to me like that applies, but they kind of have just taken that, that this is just what it is. This is what the fee is. Uh, and if that was the case, all of these platforms that are doing this wouldn't be doing it. You know, they wouldn't exactly. be doing it if that was all there was. So, no, there is far more that is going on um, that you are able to charge for that. And uh, I had suggested a while back in a video that, listen, most of these, you're going to have a lot of people come to use these tra these platforms, these transactions, and they have no idea how the platform works at all. Mm -hmm. So they are going to be a colossal pain in your butt to deal with. So what if you tell them if they've never done this before, one of your stipulations is they need to have this tutorial video first. And I charge for my tutorial video. You As you should. Them. Right. Here's my tutorial. This is not a notarization act. This is a, you can agree to pay it and do it or not. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't sneak it in there. It was, I told you about it and it like, it blew people's minds when I threw that out there. It was like, mm. that can't exist. Of course yeah. it can. This is not, this is a separate transaction that is crucial. It's instrumental in your goal for the transaction you want done. Uh, why would I get paid? for IT support on the back end or not yeah. get paid for it. Uh, I'm here to do the notary session. And if you aren't qualified to do the notary session, if we haven't pre-qualified you for it, we shouldn't even be having this conversation. Right. And it is, man, it, that one sends people for, it sends them for a spin when you, when you start <laughs> saying that stuff, like there's, but, 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 and uh, even um, our own state, Grace and I decided to get, the uh, we decided to to apply to be approved educators through the state of Florida. Now the state of Florida has a free three hours your mandatory three hour training, and mm -hmm. it's free, but it's it's a dinosaur. It's like how when we were talking about those directories that they just went on vacation and forgot about it. Yep. They're in it's horrible. It's in a window on the side of your computer that you have to squint at. And I'm like, okay, but so you can apply to be an educator and you can basically recreate their course and then sell it to know. Well, why would they pay $20 to get your course? Because it's, you're going to actually understand what it is that they want you to know. Yeah. But in the process of sending that in, and I sent that application in yesterday, but in the process of creating the material so they'll approve it 
and going through theirs, there was some outdated stuff in there. There was just some straight up stuff that I was like, whoa, they haven't updated this. This ain't even, this isn't even in the manual. <laughs> this is yeah. beyond that. Um, so even the states can be, and the national notary for that matter, they can be perpetuating outdated information or old information. The idea, the 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 idea of general notary in itself, I don't know where that came from. Um, it was a marketing thing, right? Right. I, to me, that is just absurd. Uh, it, it, there's no more less value in a transaction for somebody with an insurance claim form that is waiting to get a big, again, ten, twenty thousand uh, dollar adjuster's check based on an affidavit they have to turn in. There's no, you can't devalue that because it's not a real estate transaction. That's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. Oh, I, I don't do general notary stuff. You mean you'd rather make, uh, and I see this a lot in groups. I only do loans. So you're telling me you'd rather make a hundred dollars for a hundred pieces of paper versus maybe $80 for four pieces of paper. That's what yeah. you're telling me. That the, the Kool-Aid is real, man. The Kool-Aid is real and it's more potent than ever. And add the Kool-Aid with groupthink. Oh my gosh. Yes. They run a number on you, man. Yes, sir. Now I have uh so I wanted to ask you about um your you have a, a thing like a thumbtack training. I think thumbtack is incredibly underrated uh and it's incredibly powerful powerful platform. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you do with that. So I don't do the thumbtack thing. That's tech. Okay. Tech uh, is like a master at the uh, the thumbtack thing. He teaches me on on thumbtack. Gotcha. I, I yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't teach on that at all. I just like he says do this and then I'll do it. It seems like a very um, it's a very underrated and untapped uh, mm -hmm. um, market for sure. And I think that. Like in my mind, for somebody who, if you wanted to be like, you wanted to create instant leverage, you get on that platform, <laughs> you know, uh, instantaneous leverage. Uh, there's fees involved, but hey, if you know what you're doing, if you've got the, you got the call script, you understand how you understand how to price your service and deal with your client, um, you'd be leaving money on the table by not exploring that for sure. Yeah, he has a really good book called uh, Thumbtack for Notaries. It it also has the videos inside of it. So if uh, I think you could go to drtech.com to uh, get that. But yeah, when it comes to Thumbtack, like what I, we did a masterclass he taught me and like within 24 hours, I had closed the deal from from those tactics. So yeah, there's a higher, uh, uh, higher tier cu customer base on Thumbtack. So I, I like Thumbtack. It's like Bing. Uh, Bing caters to a, a different type of demographic, um, which people will spend a little bit more money using those platforms. Yeah, that is um, that's useful information. I'm finding that out myself with Bing for the longest time. I just ignored all their webmaster tools, and it mm -hmm. turns out they're way more generous. They might you might get smaller search volume than you do with yeah, Google, yeah. but they're way more generous with. Um, your ability to put content on there and um, and, and get it visible uh, for sure. Um, now I've never done any paid stuff recently with Bing, but I can tell you personally with Thumbtack that we've done hundred plus dollar deals just for a simple prenuptial agreement or something that there was no batting an eye over the price or anything. Yeah. It was like, yep, all right, come on out and let's get this yep. done. 
Um, so it is there. It is a useful tool to uh, take advantage of. So what is next for Tiger Toledo? Um, What's know, coming I, down the pipeline? Yeah, so I, I'm really going to work more in the production side of things as far as uh, creating more opportunities for notaries and notary coaches. I'm going to be doing a lot more with uh, business owners. So I'm actually branching out now um, because uh, with the skills that I have now, I can approach uh, higher tier customers. Like we're about to work with a, a dental practice uh, because they don't know squat diddly about lead generation and conversions and stuff. And we also uh, going to be working with a law firm and a couple and a window business as well. So that is, I'm still going to stay true with the notary business. Uh, I love the notaries. Um, I want to see them succeed. Um, I, I want to try to remove as much competition and add more collaboration into the industry. So that's what I'm going to be doing in the notary industry. Uh, but other than that, me personally, I'm going to be working more with uh, business owners and help them. Plus, it's a higher ticket item, right? You're so the, these are cats that will drop, you know, 15, 20 grand to get this type of training. So I'm like we were talking about earlier, leverage. So that that that's what's in store for me. But um, for everybody that would like to uh get in contact with me. Um, we have a really good special ops workbook, right? Now. Uh, you can go to tigertoledo.com and you'll be able to get the special ops workbook. That's the call script that Mark was talking about earlier. Uh, it'll help you out a lot. Plus we have some videos in there, or you can just send me an email to support at the notary cashflowacademy.com. And then I'll do my best to respond to you guys. There you guys have it. So Tiger Toledo, thanks for being on the Notary Ninja show. This has been uh this has been pretty epic, man. I know you gotta go. Um and uh this again, the, the interview you had me on and this one here, just just a wealth of information, just so outside the box that uh guys check him out, check out his channel, check him out on YouTube. And again, you're on you're on every platform, right? You're syndicated on all of them. Yeah. So <laughs> Just if you're driving around, tune in, listen to what he's got to say, because some of these ideas, they, they will definitely rock your world. And so, by the way, Mark, we have to do a part two. People are already requesting a part two. So, good, good. you know, that that's why I, I wanted to keep the show short. And then you do what you do. And then they like they're hungry and panting for more. So I, good, I, I good. love the show, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. This is this is fantastic. Absolutely, Tiger. It's my pleasure having you on. Thanks again. And we will be in touch, sir. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. All righty. Notary Ninja out.